Hello, everyone, and welcome to IT and Me. I'm your host, Kyle Simmons, CEO of Tech Neighbors, your IT support right next door. And I'm Heather Lightfoot, co-host, podcast, and blog contributor for Tech Neighbors. Between the two of us, we come to you with a combined 30 years of IT experience, ranging from help desk, desktop support, IT security, database management, networking, and programming expertise. IT and Me is your bi-weekly podcast for up-to-date IT news, information, tips, and tricks. We're just getting started tonight, as you can tell clearly from the topic behind us. There you go. And um, if you saw our post or our event, we're going to be talking tonight about Windows 7 and Windows 8.1, how they're discontinued, and what you need to do about it. We have Hi, Windows 7 and Windows 8.1. 8.1, I'm not going to miss. Windows 7, no. I'm going to miss a little bit. I'm going to miss it a 8.1, little bit. 8.1, good riddance. Windows 7, we raise this post to you. So... Man, when did Windows 7 actually come out? That was, it's been what? How many years was it? It's over 11? 10 years old. It, yeah. It's, I thought it's, it was like 11 years. Um, Actually, it, yeah, it's been 11 years. October 22nd, 2009, which is weird because, so the release order, and I'm looking it up online and Microsoft is only admitting to 10, 7, XP, and Vista. They won't admit to 8, <laughs> but they'll admit to Vista. That takes some balls. You know what else they're not admitting? And they're to not that? round. They're not admitting to Windows ME either. Oh, Do you remember Windows ME? Nope, don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> never heard of it before. I have never heard of Windows ME before. So you're it's kind of like Fight Club. First, it's like Fight Club. You don't talk about it. The first rule of Windows ME is we don't talk about Windows ME. Exactly. You got the first rule. Sorry. You're gonna you're gonna have like a whole bunch of like professional nerds come to your house in the middle of the night. They're not gonna beat you up because you know they're nerds. Uh, but they're gonna like knock on your door and hey, you can't talk about Windows ME, it doesn't exist. We argued that at the conference of nineteen ninety-four. That's before it existed. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly how that conversation's well, gonna go. But it's a good thing I'm not at home. That's fair. They can't find me. That's fair. That is very fair, actually. No, so that's one of the things that really gets me, though, is because Windows 8 went end of life or was discontinued, no longer supported in 2018. Windows 7 is 2020, a full two years later. That's because they realized that it sucked. Yeah, mm-hmm. when Windows 8 released, it was a tablet-exclusive OS, and then someone said, hey, let's put that on a computer, because that sounds like was- a great idea. And it was horrible because we actually, and as you know, um, at the company I work for, we actually had a couple uh, devices out there that were sent out as Windows 8 because that, w- I mean, that's what we were getting them as when they came in, when we were testing out these, uh, oh, it was, you know what it was, and it's probably wise because it was our uh, Microsoft the Windows Surface. surfaces. I remember them because I had a whole stack of them in my office trying to get rid of them as quickly as possible. And someone said, hey, do you want to use those as spares? And I said, they don't exist. <laughs> I don't have any Windows 8 Surface Pros. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're disgusting. Yeah. That's the only way I can... Well, and that's the thing that really gets me. So for, for those of you who don't remember Windows 8 or are not quite as technically savvy, kind of what we're talking about with Windows 8, Windows 8 was released as a tablet OS. So basically what that means is it looked like a standard Android platform or an iPad platform. You didn't have the start menu, you didn't have a taskbar, and programs didn't run like programs, they ran like applications. In fact, Windows 8 was really the big turnaround for us to stop calling programs programs and to start calling them applications. Now we buy applications. We don't buy 
programs or we buy software. Um, and that's the whole dynamic behind how software is developed and how it operates and how it runs has changed since Windows 7. And Windows 7 runs legacy software, it's what we call it, is older software as programs on, that runs traditionally um, versus you know the newer stuff which usually runs over the internet and connects to a server elsewhere application much more efficiently and much better because that's what it's designed for. Even Windows 10 isn't designed for it. So no, but you can still run programs. You can still buy standalone programs. You can, but I mean... They're few and far between. You don't get Adobe. as much, you know, those updates. And so there's still stuff like you can still put typical Microsoft Office on the Windows 10 computer that, that's programmed because you're not running Office 365, which is your application. Right. You're running Office. It's 2019 right now. So you can still put programs on there. Just a lot of people aren't because it doesn't make much sense because with these applications, as they're releasing new versions, it's automatically updating. If I install Windows or Office 2019, I'm stuck with Office 2019 until I buy the next generation of the software. Which they're probably not going to ever release anything past 2019. They weren't going to release 2019. In fact, they haven't technically released it other than as a... You can't do what's called a standalone installation. Okay, true. Yeah, we had that's to what build I'm talking a, about. Yeah, we okay, have to, sorry. Yeah, we had to build our. Um, but that's standalone. When it's a standalone yeah. installation, is when you've got just the yeah. We had to build. What the, did I build? I had to build a config file to run off of the deployment tool. Yes. So and basically, again, for those of you who are a little bit less technical, the way that works is normally when you in the old days, back when you could just download and install. Office and it wasn't Office 365. Um, you get an exe file, you run it, you go through the install configuration, boom, 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 you're good to go. Now you either have to go purchase Office 365 for a monthly subscription and it's stupid expensive, or you spend several hundred dollars for Office 2019 and you get a series of different. They're not they're not installation files per se, but they are configuration files. And then you have configuration files that you have to go in and script. You actually have to do scripting, and then you can't just run them. You have to go open a command prompt, direct yep. the command prompt or the the actual terminal, if you will, to point at these configuration files, and then you run the configuration files, not the actual installation file. Why? <laughs> Well, no, that's not quite true because you run setup.exe and tell it and give it the configure switch and tell it which file to pull its configuration from. Right, but you know how easy it is to just compile that? It takes all of an hour. I feel they're, like they're, A, making it more... Um, discouraging to use? Well, yeah, they're making it more discouraging to use so you just sign up for your monthly subscription of Office 365. Yeah. Or they're making it more... Um, it's, it's like an enterprise-level software at this point. Yeah, it's you can tell it to install Office minus, you know, or with just Excel and install Visio. You know, you can customize it with those config files. But they had that with yeah. Office 2016, too. If you ran the 2016 installer, if you bought the right version, you could actually you go could. in click, and click, select click, which click. one. Yeah, just like you can with Visual Studios. If you download Visual yeah. Studios, you can select different add-ons and features. Yeah. So very I, true. It, yeah, they're, I think they're just trying to discourage the use of it because they want people to move to Office 365. However, there's some companies that just probably won't. I mean, my company's not moving to Office 365 anytime soon. My full-time job, we have a customer that is not using Word. They're not using uh, Office at all. 
they're actually using um, OpenOffice. And it makes it really hard to send them files because for a long time, OpenOffice could not do uh, .docx. It can only do .doc. Ah, however, comma, you can save your Word files as .doc. Right. And well, that, that's the nice thing about Office is you can save them as those legacy earlier versions. Open Office did patch it, so it will open them. And it's it's great. Which, it's a great alternative. It does pretty much everything other than um, the things that you lose, some of the features you lose are some the fluidity of the connection to more advanced services. Like uh, if you have a database that you want to connect your fake Excel spreadsheet to, it's probably not going to work the way you want it to, not without a lot more work. No, but... So as far as Windows 7 going out, though, there's been a lot of freak out about it. Heather, why don't you go ahead and explain to us, what does it mean? And Windows 7 has kind of come to, come to end of life. What does that look like? Basically, end of life means that Microsoft is no longer supporting it. By supporting it, they're no longer offering patching, uh, security updates, um, you know, vulnerability patching. They're not offering you updates for Windows 7. Now, if you go out and you've got a computer with Windows 7, um, and you re-image it, you, you reload Windows 7, you'll still get all the past updates. They're still out there. You can still get them. But they're not releasing anything new, which the big problem with that is each security update is protecting you against a new vulnerability, right. more vulnerabilities, other vulnerabilities, another level, you know, because every day somebody's figuring out how to get in Right. And so as everybody's figuring out how to get in, everybody, everybody else is figuring out how to protect against it. Or these people are discovering, you know, nobody knows how to get in yet, but they discovered this vulnerability that could allow somebody, if they found it, to get in. So they're they're patching against it. So you're Kinda not like, going to get those current, those current patches against the new vulnerabilities as more stuff comes out. There was a vulnerability that was discovered earlier this year that basically... It, it was probably one of the stupidest vulnerabilities, but at the same time, there was actually something that needed to be patched. Basically, what Microsoft said was, if you go to a malicious website or a website that is designed to attack your computer, you're going to have a bad time. Well, duh. <laughs> but there was actually a vulnerability. Yeah, there was a vulnerability in some of the coding that someone had been able to exploit in Internet Explorer. So Microsoft is actually, it's not a big enough issue that they're, you know, jumping on it to fix it tomorrow, like they did with the... Um, you know, processor vulnerabilities they had last year. But they came out and people were wondering, you know, are they going to patch this for Windows 7? Because it is a very big issue um, if for companies that use exclusively Internet Explorer due to legacy software like we talked about earlier. And Microsoft came out and said, sorry, we're not patching it for Windows 7, Windows 10 only. So those are the kind of patches you lose. Yeah. And... If you're so so if you're still running Windows 7 right now, I don't think it's as big of a deal. But as you get farther away from the end of life for Windows 7, it's going to become a more and more big deal. And then you're going to find that you know new stuff isn't going to work on it. Right now, I'm sure you could probably go out, you could probably buy a piece of software off the shelf, and you can install it, and it'll still work on Windows 7. You're going to start finding you can't buy that anymore, just like you can't walk out and buy something meant for Windows XP anymore. Vista but, was yeah. XP was around for forever because after Vista got let go, yep. 
XP was still being used, even as people were moving to Windows 7, kind of like the OBOT between 7 and 10. Um, people were, you know, people were still using XP instead of 7, and it yep. was only within the last couple of years that it finally was completely just cut off. Was like 2016? XP? Hmm. Yeah, it was, it was it was the last couple of years. Yeah, it was 2000 it was either 2015 or 2016. But I actually yeah. got some numbers here. You want to hear something really really scary? Ooh, scare me. Okay. So As long as it's not of all computers that currently exist that have been checked. And the way that you do they do these checks is they do a full internet scan. So if it's online, it's been scanned and it's marked what operating system it has. Whole other subject. Really cool subject but whole other subject. So the number of uh, estimated computers on operating systems by quantity. 48% of all computers in the world are Windows 7. I believe it. Today. Next is Windows 10 at 26%. Next is Windows XP at 7%. Next oh, is Windows 8.1 at 6.9%. Other is 6%. And we've got two more. Mac is at 3%. Linux is at believe. 2%. Really? With with all of us uh, IT people out there and... and My theory on that is the Linux people know how to keep their shit from being read. <laughs> and so they're just not going to show up on the report. There's probably a lot more, but it's like the one that you can actually do that with. Yeah, that or there may be like dual boots. I don't know how that goes into the report. Right. Um, so here's so here's my thing. I mentioned if you are still running Windows 7 today, don't freak out. Yeah. You're you're fine. I mean, eventually move yourself up to Windows 7 as you can. Oh yeah. Don't freak out though. You're not like the world's not going to end. Your computer's not going to explode. However, y'all, if you are still running Windows XP, please. For the love of all that is holy, appease the computer gods and get rid of it. Stop using it or just don't. If you have to use XP, don't use it online. Yeah, no, and that's the thing. Most of these XP machines are running like, so I actually have a uh, friend of mine that works in an industry that has a running XP machine that hosts, it's running on a regular computer and it hosts a server on it that the software is only compatible with XP. The company that wrote it went out of business 30 years ago. Or not 30 years ago, 20 years ago. However, however, and I haven't... And it's running anything. as if it's on Windows 98 on a Windows XP machine. And they've been using this software since it came out. And they just haven't moved because there's nothing that can replace it. A Windows 7 machine with a virtual XP machine. Hmm. Windows XP virtualized is so painful, though. And it's really hard to it, find it, virtualization that actually runs XP these which days. Which is funny, because early early versions of Windows 7, I remember having to do it on a home computer. Um, and it it's not like a virtual machine. It was, it was like a built it, XP mode. Windows 7, mm -hmm. at one point, came with XP mode. Yep. And you could run an XP machine on the background on your Windows 7, because I had to do it for a... Um, <clears throat> It was an employee evaluation system that was only compatible with yep. Windows XP. And so when I was writing evals, I had to load my my Windows 7 or my uh, Windows XP experience on my Windows 7 in order to run it. So that is a possibility for them, but now Windows 7 is discontinued. So what are you going to do? But is Windows now, 7 
No, so that's actually what I was going to talk about. Do you know why you can't get Windows XP mode on Windows 7 and you couldn't after like the first three years of it being live? They rolled in Windows uh, XP compatibility to Windows 7. Then they rolled Vista compatibility into Windows 7, which was a joke because Vista was just 7, but with more security <laughs> protocol. Vista wasn't compatible with anything anyway. Vista wasn't compatible with Vista. That was an actual problem. That was an actual problem that you had installing <laughs> Vista. Vista would give you an error saying your operating system is not compatible with Windows Vista. And it's like, you, 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 what? <laughs> How, what? I say that one more time out loud. At least it gave you that error, not unknown error. Or what about these stupid green screens that Windows 10 is giving you? Because you had the blue screen of death that actually gave you error codes, and you've just got, sorry. And, and it's got the little sideways frowny yeah. face. Mm. <laughs> so Windows 7. This. Windows 7 had some solid blue screen error codes. Let me tell you right now. They were solid, because they almost always linked to a KB, and I was so happy. KB updates were basically um, micro-patches. If you got to the point where you made your error codes, like, absolutely solid, I feel like that's an actual bigger problem, because that means that we're experiencing those errors more than we probably should. See, I thought about I the exact opposite way around. Not quite sure what it is, because it doesn't happen very often. Well, see, I'd rather them say, yeah, we know exactly what it is. We have 100 errors. That's it. They happen from time to time. We know they happen, but we know how to fix them for you. Versus, oh, shit, we have, like, a billion errors, and we have no idea what caused it. <laughs> Hi, Windows 10. We love you. Okay, true. Because that's essentially what's happened with Windows 10, is we're talking about um, those blue screens and green screens. Oh, did you read the article from Microsoft about the green screens, why they went from blue to green? No, why? Green is a friendly color. You know what? I was going to actually guess. I was I was going to ask, was it to make it more friendly? And I think probably, and the funny thing is, is because blue is supposed to be a fairly common color, I think. Yeah, unless but it says blue screen of death literally on the air. Well, yeah, that and the fact that we've gotten so used to seeing blue and realizing that means something has gone Frankly on foobar. Um, so foobar. blue is no longer a... Uh, Blue is no longer a calming color, and you're right. The loose screen of death, that makes it less calming. So I can see how green would be more friendly, but what do we call it? It's not a blue screen of death, it's a green screen of... It's just a bootload error. That's the, oh. It's a bootload error. For those of you who don't know, when your computer starts up, it goes through what's called a boot sequence. And it has to launch certain uh, sub-applications, or applications that you don't see on screen in a certain order. It's your boot structure, it's your boot order. That's normal. If it doesn't load correctly, if it has an error, it's a bootload error. So, Kyle. So, Heather. We have, going back to our Windows 7, because that's what we're actually uh, putting in our podcasts. For, for, those, for those who are still running Windows 7, we've brought up, we're not getting security patches anymore, right? How does one who is still running Windows 7, and for whatever reason, at this point in time, can't upgrade to Windows 10, but is worried about the security of their computer, what can they do to protect themselves? So what can you do to protect yourself? Well, the first thing that you need to know is Windows 10 is not actually, it doesn't always cost money to update or upgrade. You can still, big asterisks, get Windows 10 upgrades for free. So basically, what you do is you have to, and you'll have to Google the code, but you can go online, you can get your activation number for Windows 7. It was on every sticker, 
So if you have a standard laptop or desktop from a manufacturer, that Windows 7 sticker, it's got a little white barcode, it'll have your Windows 7 serial number on it. Go download a copy of Windows 10, and then when you install it, if you don't know how to install it, don't do it. Have someone do it for you that knows what they're doing. Shameless plug. Who can do that for you? Tech Neighbors. And we do it really, really cheap, and we know what we're doing. We've been doing it for a few years. You can use your Windows 7 serial number with a Windows 10 install, and it'll work. It'll take it most of the time. I think that only applies to Pro. It doesn't apply to the, the just the Windows 7. I don't know about Home. It does work for Pro, and it does work for Enterprise. Those two I know for sure because I've, I've done it. When uh, you and I worked together, I did that a lot. What I am going to point out is um, most home users are going to have some version Windows Home, uh, whatever all the other versions are. There's so many. Um, if you have a Windows 7 Pro or Enterprise, not many people at that are home users are going to have it. Unless maybe some home users will have Pro. Most of them uh, have Pro. Anyone that bought a late model Windows 7 will have Pro. You almost yeah. couldn't find Windows Home, Windows 7 Home anymore. Okay. So if you have Pro into your home computer and you know how to do it, do it. If you don't know how to do it. And try it with Home. It works on some home licenses. It just doesn't work on all of them. Windows is really weird about their licensing because their licenses, every license has a limited number of installs that is randomly generated. Every, why? But it, you have a random number of usable times that you can install that license. You can install it on, an, not legally, install it on as many computers as you want. And it's fine, but at some point in time it won't work. And it's the same thing with Windows set when Windows or when Microsoft did that Windows 7 to Windows 8 transition, instead of actually going through and you know trying to do any kind of uh, control, basically what they did was they said, if Windows 7, allow Windows 10. And then they kind of took away some of that later on, but they didn't take it all away, and so we've got leftovers. So what, what I'm going to point out, though, is if you have a Windows 7 Pro or Windows 7 Enterprise computer that is not your own, but it is owned by your company, I would suggest not doing it yourself, but talk to your company's IT department about getting it updated. I am sure most IT departments out there who are worth a damn are working to get you some sort of upgrade to Windows 10 and, and other steps to keep you safe in the interim. Yes. Um, because companies have specific, I, I know this because I work life cycle stuff, they have specific ways they're doing it. But if you're worried about it, it doesn't hurt to ask. Uh, follow your companies. Correct procedures for putting in a support request to get it done. Make sure you put in a ticket. Put in a ticket. But don't try and do it yourself because a lot of that stuff's locked down and you're going to make your IT person very, very, very angry if you attempt to upgrade their computer on your own to Windows 10. So Two other things to throw out there. One, I am not responsible for your cops. Neither is Heather. We are absolved of all responsibility. This is for information purposes only. If you try this and screw up your device, you can call us and we'll help you fix it. But we're not going to do it for free and we're not responsible for it. I'm, I'm just throwing that out there. I, I would love it if you did. And I, honestly, if you're aspiring to get into IT, do it. Break your computer and learn how to fix it. That's how we learn. I would do it on like a spare computer if you have more than one computer, one that you don't have. Or on a virtual like machine. Rule documents. Or if nothing else, if nothing else, if this is your main computer, 
back up your stinking files. Make sure you yep. know where whatever software you had installed was, any keys, any logins, save all that. Um, and we cannot guarantee the legality of all of this either. We cannot guarantee. We're not lawyers. We're IT people. So if you get caught doing something dumb and doing something illegal, that's not on us. We're going to tell you to do it legally. Find a legal way to upgrade. Windows um, Enterprise and Pro, you can legally upgrade and it's fine. Windows Home, some of them work, some of them don't, and it's legal. If it works, then they're not going to say anything. And if they do, then you can say, oh, sorry, I thought I'd try it. It doesn't work. If it works, great. If it doesn't, you know. But the other part of that that I want to throw out there, too, because we've thrown out some information that could be misused if put in the wrong hands. If you use your company's Windows 7 serial number from your work computer on your personal machine, you will be caught and you will be fired. And the reason is because enterprise level licensing for corporations is very, very different. And Microsoft monitors licensing worse mm -hmm. than the Federal Reserve monitors the dollars that you get, or the IRS does your taxes. They audit every year. Every company that has a Windows 7 license or Windows 10 or any type of Microsoft license every year, period. Yep. Don't, so don't do, it. do it. So going back to how we can protect ourselves, if you cannot upgrade to Windows 10, and that's kind of what I'm going for because right. some people, you have a Windows phone machine, you can't upgrade. Right. Um, you can't afford to buy Windows 10 right now. What can you do to protect yourself while you're waiting to get to a point where you can upgrade to Windows 10? Install Linux. For those non people, <laughs> what can you do to protect no. yourself? For our home users who are stuck on Windows 7, you love Windows 7, you just don't want to upgrade, you can't upgrade, your hardware won't work because Windows 10 is stupid like that. Again, that's why we said don't do it if you don't know what you're doing. Call us. The first thing that I would say is don't be stupid. And there, what I mean by that is don't use Internet Explorer for anything ever under any circumstance. Nope. Chrome, Firefox, even Opera for God's sakes. And Opera does <laughs> still exist. Use that. I recommend Firefox. That's what I use. I It's constantly being updated. Chrome's not bad. Chrome is a freaking memory hog, but... It's a memory hog, and it's also Big Brother, but I like, you know, knowing that that obviously... Anyway, um, <laughs> be careful what sites you're going to. That's one of the biggest things that you could do is make sure, like, if it looks <laughs> spammy, if it looks scammy, if it doesn't make sense logically. Like, if you can look at it and go... Huh, that's weird. I want to click on that. You probably, like, more than likely, if it's one of those, it's really eye-catching. It's like, you know, so-and-so in the big news media did this? What? Click. This new law in Texas is getting people to do something. This new law in Texas has people undressing at their local library. That's spam. Don't click don't, it. Don't click it. Don't click it. Nobody's undressing at their local library. And there's Except no for the crackheads and hobos. And if the, you're, you don't want to see crackheads and hobos undressing, trust me, it's not pretty. So anyway, um, the next thing <laughs> that you can do is make sure that you've got a good antivirus. Here's the beautiful thing about antivirus. I'm going to shoot myself in the foot here because we actually offer an antivirus system that I love. But for home use, you don't need Norton. You don't need McAfee. You don't need Trend Micro. You don't need any of the big fancy stuff. 
Windows, Microsoft has a fantastic security tool that was changed into Windows Defender for Windows 8. For Windows 7, it's called Windows Security Essentials. It was an entire patch update. It was a full package. It wasn't just an application, it was a program. It integrates with Windows 7 and gets into the nitty gritty. It was basically everything they wanted Windows Vista to be, but was not it. It's fantastic. It does everything you could possibly ever need it to do. It actually makes Windows Firewall do something. It's actually useful. And get it. Download it. It's free. Just Google Windows 7 Security Essentials. And it's uh, you'll, you can actually get it from, uh, from the Windows updates. When you go into uh, Windows Update, a lot of times a lot of people will just pick their um, the the recommended updates. There is another tab under there that is for optional updates. And that's where if you don't have antivirus, that's where uh, security essentials will actually show up, I believe. Is yeah. there under the optional updates. So you can get it from there without even having to go Google anything. So if you don't check out your Windows optional updates, do it, click on that optional tab, see if you have Windows security essentials available. Now we're not saying you, if you have an antivirus, that, that's bad. Obviously, it's not. Um, I have a Windows 10 machine. I Obviously, the Defender is on it because it's part of it. Um, I also, and even on my Windows 7 machine, I also use other antiviruses just kind of as a, as a backup. I, yeah. But I usually play the free version. Um, I've used Avast. That worked. I've not had, I've not had problems with my computer. Um, right now, I'm using Kaspersky. Kaspersky. Uh, Avast. They're not Russian spies. But um, <laughs> as far as Avast goes, stay away from it right now. It's they're they're having some problems. They're having this was this was years ago that yeah. I used. Avast so used they, to be fantastic, and then they're they're. What not you're gonna do is if you're looking for a a free version of of something, do your do your research. Take a look at it online. If that's what you're they're, looking for, if you feel like you need um something above and beyond Windows Security Essentials, um. Norton's actually pretty good for once, and I hate that. I um, know. Malware bites. Malware bites. Um, again, free. Don't pay you, for it. You don't have to pay for it. You can get the free one. You just run a scan every once in a while. It'll pick up the stuff. You get rid of it. You clean it up. Yep. Easy peasy. Sea cleaner. Uh, yeah, sea cleaner. Um, and there, there's just so many tools. And I'm sure we could probably link some of our favorite tools at some point um, in the future, maybe on our technique or our IT and me into the Nerdverse Facebook page. We can do a post that has some of our favorite tools for keeping your computer cleaned up and safe, especially if you're learning Windows 7. We could even have a blog post about it, too, with links as well. We could. We've got Bye. to find our blogger. Uh, so what are the other things that you can do if you're not technically savvy i would suggest getting someone who is or calling us we can actually schedule these as well windows 10 handles them automatically windows 7 does not uh the uh disk cleanup utility that's built into windows um and the disk defragment tool but they're two different pieces of software with a little bit of magic you can actually set up what's called task scheduler something else that's built in to automatically run uh, Windows Disk Cleanup and the Fragmenter. Anyway, uh, I think you can do the same with Malwarebytes, can't you? If you've got Malwarebytes on there, you can set that to run. So it'll automatically run every month, even on the free version. So, which and, is all you really need for Malwarebytes, anyway. Um, Windows Defender will automatically run. Yes. Um, Windows Security so, Essentials too, will as well. Yeah. 
Yeah, sorry, I keep and I keep thinking we're talking. We are talking about Windows. Right. Right, so Same. That's why I was like, it's not called that. It's called this, but it's the sorry. same thing. And it is, and that's the thing. Is it, it's the same thing. It's just it's got a slightly different look because Windows 10 versus Windows 7 has a slightly different look, and they renamed it. Um, so let those let those things run. Do that. Um, watch what you're doing on the internet, just like you should do anyway. I'm looking at you. I've seen your search history. The stuff of nightmares. Oh my god, it's not. I go into incognito mode. I mean, I don't do that. I... Yeah, okay. Thank you for saying that. That's something else we need to address. Incognito mode does not make you invisible online. The only thing it does is temporarily disable history tracking. That's it. And we had an entire podcast that talked about that myth along with others. I can't remember what episode that was. That was part uh, of our... Um... It was our, our myth. It was in November, and wasn't legends. it? Yeah, it was in November, our myths and legends, right before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yep. And that kinda is like, a, yeah. Kind of like Max can get viruses. Anyway. So these are some of the things that you can do to keep your Windows 7 legacy system a little bit safer while you're waiting to update to Windows 10. And just because there are not new updates coming out, I do want to point out that you may still be missing some of the latest updates. So if you have a Windows 7 machine, I would go in there and force a run on the last updates that they pushed out, the last security updates. Make sure that it is as updated as you can get it. Yes. That will help, at least for a little while. Um, and even though you're not going to be able to continue updating Windows 7, the operating system itself, keep your other programs that you're running up to date. Yes. Um, do your hardware, your, your driver updates, uh, BIOS, your, um, your Wi-Fi drivers, your, uh, Those Intel. will still have updates as they come yeah. out. The yeah, ones that are not Microsoft. Are still, yeah, they're not Microsoft. That's, that's hardware specific. That's computer specific. Do those. Make sure you're updating your Intel processor or your AMC or whatever processor you have. So one more thing that I, I'm going to go ahead and do a shameless plug here. All of those updates that you don't normally do all the time that probably need to be need to happen more often than they do driver updates software updates security updates all that stuff we have a tool that allows us to automate that for you and we can also do a security check on every update to make sure it's compatible with your machine before it's pushed yeah. to your machine you don't even have to deal with it it'll do it while you're asleep the computer is running by itself connected to the internet boom updates pushed restarted it looks just like you left the computer the night before so if you're on windows 7 definitely consider that it's really really cheap too so, so heather i've kind of asked, answered the question it's your turn what have i missed what else can we do um watch the websites you're watch the links you're clicking watch that it's always important to watch for those you know those spammy emails that are trying to trick you into more. anything anyway watch for more um be careful even Fishing things emails. like even things like social media, you've got to be careful what you're clicking in social media. Um, those little games you like to play on one of our favorite social media platforms. Um, Facebook. Be careful of them. Careful of the permissions you allow, the things that integrate to your social media, especially if you're running Windows. Be careful of anyways, but if you're running Windows 7, again, that's part of the being safe online will help your computer. Be careful. And when a lot of people just like to click through that, yeah, go ahead and allow access, read those things. What are you allowing, whether it be Facebook, whether it be Google, whether it be Amazon, whatever it is that you're allowing 
one account to link to another account, make sure you're reading what permissions you're allowing. And do you really want to allow that application to have permission to that? And some of them will allow you to uncheck certain things um, because it doesn't need all of it to right. be used. It needs only a couple of them. Or some features might not work. Yeah. And that's like, fine. Uh, some, some of the games, they want access to your contacts, but really they want access to your contacts so you can send friend requests to the game. So you really don't need to allow that in order to connect. Yes. So make sure you be more vigilant, read more of what things are asking you when you're clicking around. Um, like I said, you should do that anyways to keep yourself safe. Biggest if lie ever told. I've read and agreed to the terms of service. It's because you never read them, but you clicked agree. So, um, but yeah, you should, you should be vigilant of that anyways. You should always read what you're, and it, it's very easy. I do it. Kyle, I'm sure you do. It's really easy. Just, yeah, scroll, 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 click accept. I read used it. To. Make sure you're, you're paying attention to what permissions you're allowing. Like I said, you should do that anyways. If you're running a, an older system that is no longer being supported, such as Windows 7. Or XP. If you're for some reason running Windows XP still, Windows 8, Windows, we shall not talk about it or name it. If you're still running that, I don't even know why. Why are you here watching us? Turn this off right now. Go replace it. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Call us. We'll replace it for you. We'll fix it for you. We will drive out to your place of residence or business and fix that shit and make it work. We can even get your legacy software working on the new stuff. We have so, developers for that. So if you are running a legacy six, system be extra vigilant of the things you are allowing the things you're agreeing to of the things you are installing uh stay away from if, if you're one of those people who likes to um get movies and stuff for free i'm not condoning illegal activities however if for some reason you decide that's what you do be extra vigilant on the illegal activities that i don't condone or the legal on ones if you are even legally messing with torrents, because torrents are legal, it's the content that may or may not be legal. Yeah. Um, if you're dealing with torrents of a legal or illegal nature, be very, very vigilant. Make sure you're downloading from a high seed count and a low leech count. If you don't know what that means, don't worry about it. You don't want to. <laughs> you don't need to. Um, yeah. Well, and if you're going to sites like... Um, uh, AnimeGoGo.io or some crap there, or it's one of those one of these free streaming uh, websites mm -hmm. that'll stream movies and stuff, and they're doing it legally in air quotation marks because in their country it is legal to do, and you're viewing it, and it's not necessarily illegal because it's a gray area. Be careful because a lot of them make their money off of advertisements, and the advertisements are what may be sketchy or scammy not the website itself but the advertisements and if you misclick or if you click on something it'll take you to a malicious website so as far as windows 7 and windows 8 goes um i'll just kind of get us back on topic trying to get us a little bit more wrapped up we've only got about a half hour left do you guys have any questions about windows 10 windows 7 windows 8 computer stuff in general anything like that if you got windows 7 you don't have to change it immediately but you should if you got windows pro or windows um Enterprise. You can upgrade for free. If you have Windows Home, you might be able to upgrade for free. Except for everybody. So, let's see. Windows Pro and Windows Enterprise, you can upgrade. Windows Home, you may be able to. If you have any questions, call Tech Neighbors. If you're running Windows XP, get the heck rid of it. Get the fuck rid of it. Or get, call us get, and we'll take care of it for you. And we'll even upgrade your legacy software. 
perfect. So, all right, y'all. We'll catch you next week. Stay tuned. Tune in. I got nothing else. Stay classy.